I'd rather stay home for the summer, smoking weed with Tommy and Phil and going to the drive-in. But my dad says otherwise. He told me I need to find a summer job where he's going to kick me out again. I know that Hottie Stacy had signed up to be a counselor at the camp for the summer. Clear Lake or Crystal Ridge or something like that. I don't really like kids too much, but Stacy's worth the trouble. <laughs> not sure if I should really take what they said about the place seriously. Apparently some kid died back there in the 50s, but like, I don't know why that matters now. Sounds like those counselors were just bad at their job to me. Anyway, I guess it won't be too bad. I'll probably go help fix this place up, bang Stacy, watch some little rugrats run around all summer while getting paid. What's the worst that could happen? It's not like there's a killer out there or something. <laughs> I want to hear you scream. It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We'll tear your soul everyone this is podcast of the dead the podcast about all things horror related i'm zach palmer sitting next to me is isaac wright and joining us perpetually from the void is chrissy beetle all right governors (laughs) oh the overly british so so it's not so it's not across the pond anymore now it's across the void (laughs) yeah it's across the void i mean after brexit it's basically yeah Uh, political political (laughs) (laughs) okay so this week we are covering our first heavy hitter so to speak uh we're talking about friday the 13th the very first one uh but before we do that of course we got to talk about all of that juicy juicy horror Horror news hell yeah (laughs) out out of the bat on these this horror news it it's an anniversary 35 years of the toxic avenger hell yeah god it's crazy came out on (laughs) came out on the i think well the the anniversary party and everything that lloyd that lloyd had done and posted about was was yesterday which Mm. is the first of february 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 yeah Thirty-five whole years of the the first superhero from New Jersey. Yeah, guy, it, it's amazing that thirty-five years ago pe- people didn't just flip shit over it. Like, I feel like anyone who watches it now is gonna flip shit over yeah. it, and yet it's still going strong. It's it makes amazing. me poop a little. Yeah, <laughs> every time yeah. I watch it. <laughs> there's, there's always just like some of those death scene moments where it literally does make you go like, oh god, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm actually gonna do that. Oh, that was squishy. Uh, yeah. uh, Thanks, Lloyd. I, yeah. Thank you, Lloyd, for being you. Uh, I, yeah, but I can't really believe that that's been 35 years now that since that's come out. It's nuts. I don't know. It's a really well, interesting Ka- film. <laughs> Kabuki Man came out in 1990, I think. 1990. Yeah. That, sound, that sounds right. Yeah. God, yeah, because Tremendous is 94. Yeah, Kabuki Man was 1990, so that'll be 30 this No, 29 this year. <laughs> Huh. Jeez. That makes me feel old. God. 
And yeah, then, no, yeah. I mean, just thinking about how, how the, the passage of time and everything. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm 30, and I'm just like, oh, shit, in the 90s were almost like 20 years ago, almost 30 years ago? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, yeah and Romeo and Juliet will be 25. Damn. Damn. Ain't that some shit. Been old enough to drink yeah. for a while now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, as y'all steeped in the horror world probably know we had a couple deaths this week uh matt rose uh who is famous for doing makeup effects on the hellboy films the guillermo del toro ones uh passed away he also did some work on uh aliens and uh, i think gremlins 2 and wow. ed wood uh so he did he did a lot of different things as well as uh, chopping mall oh yeah oh, chopping mall but was it chopping mall no no Oh, that's the yeah. That's that's, that's the next next one we're about to talk about. Yeah, but Matt Matt Rose uh, did a lot of great effects work, uh, and also uh, Dick Miller passed away. Uh, Dick Miller is um, probably most famous for Gremlins. Uh, he was also in The Burbs. Oh shit! Okay. Uh, yeah, he was yeah, in yeah. The Burbs, and he was the gun clerk in The Terminator. The first one, really? Yeah, awesome. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, and then one, and the thing that uh, that like makes me stoked. You said he was Chucky Saul in Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. Yep. He did which, the voice of Chucky Saul. Which, like I said, definitely a horror movie. We might cover it. I yeah. love that movie. Yeah, anyway. It's a good movie. Um, so, and he was in Chopping Mall. It's it was the Gremlins. I was yeah. say, even though I was you got excited. Like Gremlins, because <laughs> he was also in Gremlins. <laughs> you were just so excited. <laughs> I was because he said the best line in Chopping Mall. His um his line is uh if I ever find the bastards that did this, they'll be dead meat when <laughs> he's like cleaning <laughs> up the spill. Because <laughs> he's just so pissed. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, and to lighten the mood, as as they would probably want us to, it is the horror host Joe Bob Briggs's birthday. I think Yay. the other day. He which is cool. He hosts a show on Shadow called The Last Drive-In, and it's really good. Awesome. He did. He covered Phantasm, I think, not too oh, long nice. ago. Oh, nice! Hell yeah! Sick. Sick. I'm That's good. Sucked on some Phantasm. Yeah. No, I, 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 I want to watch. I, I need to watch the other ones. Like all, all. Like, I've oh, only, yeah. I've only I seen one. One is I, so I've good. I've seen them but... all. I don't remember two and three because I because <laughs> I drunk <laughs> I had drunk a keg with a friend of mine as we ate as we watched it I liked it better if you just ended the sentence because I I, I, I did drunk <laughs> I kegged <laughs> yeah. I kegged it up Oh, but anyway, so what I got this week is that this coming week so today is the 2nd of February The this coming Grand week holiday. yeah Oh shit, it is Groundhog Day. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Another good horror movie. Terrifying concept. <laughs> it is really about the, the cyclical nature of everyday life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but which <no>. is terrifying. <laughs> but yeah, no, but we got what well, we got dropping next week. We have had an announcement that there is going to be a Child's Play trailer coming. Should be coming in this, this coming week. And Ooh. it's probably going to be some sort of a teaser trailer for the new Child's Play. But I'm excited. I'm very, very happy about all things Chucky. So <laughs> it's a teaser for a teaser, more than likely. Do we know? Do, have they really uh, said any kind of actual hard release date for the movie itself yet? Um, it's coming so. out. No, it is. They've said a release date. It's coming out oh, the yeah. same day as Toy Story Four. That doesn't uh, tell me anything. I don't care <laughs> about Toy Story. <laughs> yeah, no, we, yeah, no, we we actually had. Uh, I think we we had mentioned that in one of our other news segments right, a couple episodes yeah, yeah, yeah. ago. 
All I right. just forgot. That's my fault. Oh, chef. We, we say so many things. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even want to know what words are anymore, man. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I this is the one that's going to be AI where the it's AI yeah, based. Right. So I, I do don't know that. if it's going to be great. It doesn't matter to me. Like I, I'm willing to accept new new concepts and stuff as long as they do them well. If they don't do them well, I'll have an issue. If they if they do it well, we'll see how. It well, goes. Uh, Mancini is doing a TV show though, right? Yeah, Mancini's doing yeah. a TV show that is is just a follow on from Cult of Chucky. Yeah, that was last oh, okay. one. So yeah, Cult of which Chucky, makes, which makes which makes sense. I think. Yeah, those that kind of franchisey yeah. things should become TV shows mm-hmm. now. It worked oh, for yeah. Ash versus Evil Dead, so for sure. Well, for three seasons at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think it was because it was on Stars, though. Mm. I mean, really. Yeah, so, eh, whatever. Traditional but, networks are dying. Get on a video-on-demand service or you're kind of dead in the water. Or sci-fi. Sci-fi seems to be picking up all these old, like, like B franchises or just, like, yeah. horror franchises or just horror shows and yeah, all that stuff. True. Sci-fi is like, we'll, we'll fucking do it. We'll do it. <laughs> we don't give a fuck. We'll do is it. We'll fight you on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, is sci-fi Ted Turner, like TNN and, uh, or TNT or whatever um, it is, and CNN? I don't know. Yeah, I'd have to look that up. I'll look that up and see if the, the reason that they are able to make all these B-movies <laughs> is just because they have Turner money behind them, and he does not give a fuck. That, uh, <laughs> that, and honestly, they'll probably be really cheap right now. True, yeah. Speaking of horror TV shows, uh, they're making a new The Stand series uh, based on the Stephen King novel. Uh, groan. That's just a personal opinion. Yeah, that's just Don't you. read anything into that. Just yeah. groan. I'm actually pretty interested. Because okay. yeah. uh, I, I like The Stand a lot. I'm interested. Yeah. I, I like The Stand. The Stand was like fun. Them. Might be on my own little island over here, but whatever. Well, what, you didn't like the Kevin Bacon-led... Uh... I thought it was Greg Kinnear. Was it Greg Kinnear? Oh, yeah. yeah I, was it? I felt like Kevin Bacon was in it. He might be in it. I mean, that, I he's in Kevin... Friday the 13th, so that's maybe why you think yeah. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. yeah. Is it, uh, He's yeah. got bacon on the brain. It's six degrees of separation. <laughs> yeah. It's always... A, yeah. Uh, but Molly Ringwald was in it, right? In the in the TV version of The Stand. I yeah. think so. Oh, shit. I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even think uh, about that. Yeah, anyway. Don't so... you... Forget about me. I'm just going to sing that song for the rest of the episode. Yeah. The, the rest of this hour. episode has become the end of The Breakfast Club. <laughs> uh, yeah, but they're doing a... And, and basically, Stephen King has said, it's going to be the ultimate version, quote unquote. So, whatever that means. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, just good. like this... Yeah, just like the Shining TV show or miniseries oh. was the ultimate version. That was moving topiaries, though. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We will do a series on Stephen King miniseries, probably. Oh, one yeah. of these days. One of, the, one of these days. When we have that much time to look through them all again. Do we have enough patience? <laughs> I mean, y'all have the VHS copy of Rose Red. I, I ain't, That's true. I ain't Damn that right shit, we do. Man. Yeah, we have a VHS copy of Rose Red, Tommy Knockers, and Langoliers, and then a Laserdisc copy of the Stand miniseries. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess not the sad part, but the the amazing part is you can all watch them. You can actually play those. Yeah. 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 That's what they're there for. Yeah. I have a much too large laser disc collection. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, just a shout out to anyone. If y'all want obscure laser discs ranging from like the late 60s to the early 80s. Do you want a laser disc <laughs> copy of the English patient? Because I sure as fuck don't. <laughs> Speaking of things that are scary, like a laser disc copy of the English Choice segue, I love it. They released the scary stories to tell in the dark poster, which yeah. involves oh, the scarecrow. God. Yes. And it, I love it. it's going to, I think the trailer drops on the 3rd of February. Oh, so sure. tomorrow for us. Yes, yeah. tomorrow for Yesterday us. for you. <laughs> or sometime in the last couple months, if you just are now. Or if you're listening this to this 17 years from now. <laughs> 17 years from now. It was. This was the, the 3rd of February, 2019. Fellow humans go. from the future. <laughs> That's if we haven't blown ourselves up or something. Yeah. Uh, we're all dead. Uh, <laughs> well, Chrissy's an alien. We might be dead. But... Ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm a five thousand year old vampire. Oh, Actually, okay. no, five thousand and one. Five thousand and one. Five thousand and one. A vampire odyssey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, they are. They are going to release a trailer for Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, uh, which I'm very excited for. Me too. Same. Me too. Incredibly excited for. I love Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, there isn't much that del Toro's done wrong in terms of. Film. Hell yeah. I mean, Hell Crimson yeah. Peak wasn't great, but... I liked Crimson Peak. It was okay. It wasn't... It, it was at his best work. Not his best work. No. Yeah. But it was enjoyable. Yeah. To me. It was yeah. it, it, it was just a solid okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, in other series news, uh, there is a uh, creep show series coming out, right? Yes, on, on Shudder. Unshutter. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know much about creep shows, so, <laughs> but I but I am definitely interested in getting it, and so I'm pro like I said, I'll probably get shuttered this next week because it seems to be a lot of stuff we're missing. Yeah, it seems to be like a lot of stuff we're missing from not having shutter. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel yeah. like that that's our next that's our next big investment is getting steeped into the shutterverse. There. The shutterverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a. Uh... We definitely need it. Yep. I know we, it's we pretty do not cheap. Have it and we definitely need it. Yeah, it's it's that is the thing too. It's just pretty affordable. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, but yeah. creep show series. So if you're in a creep show, they are making a series, but you do need to have Shutter. Yep. <laughs> or honestly, it will probably be on some sort of illegal streaming site. But go support we're, we're creators not directly. That. We're yeah. not promoting. We don't, we don't promote illegal streaming sites. <laughs> don't pirate. Try to be nice. <laughs> don't, don't pirate indie stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's our first T-shirt, by the way. Don't pirate. Okay, try, uh, to be nice. try to be nice. Yeah. Yes, it, it does say try. Not saying it's something that you have to strive yeah. for greatness on every day. Just do your best effort, guys. We make no demands. <laughs> <laughs> Just try. <laughs> anyway, now for the main thing. Friday! Jason! Podcast of the Dead. This week, we're talking about a real heavy hitter 
This is the first time we've covered a a huge horror film on this podcast. Uh, you know, one that was uh, that everybody has covered or everybody has talked about at some point. Uh, this week we're talking about Friday the Thirteenth. Hell yeah! <laughs> and uh, and to to go with as everyone knows what happens on Friday the Thirteenth if they're watching this. It's a good start for Women in Horror Month. Oh True. yeah, yeah, for sure. So. It is. It is it's one probably of, one of the best ones you could do for Women in Horror Month. Yeah, other than Black Christmas, but we already covered that. Yeah. One. <laughs> or it follows, but we already covered that. Yeah. One. <laughs> we, we we got a Women in Horror Month out uh, like the the month before. <laughs> Every month is Women in Horror Month for us. True. Uh, but yeah. But we this is a good one for us to start this month with. Uh, so just to let y'all know, we're only going to cover the first Friday the 13th in the 2009 remake in this episode. We will not be covering the whole franchise. Uh, we will probably cover that in a series later on, but we just wanted to do the first one first, uh, so we can do that one and kind of establish that we did that one. And, and that maybe, we like that movie. <laughs> yeah, and maybe we'll do the franchise at a later date. But right now we're just we, doing the first one. We may refer to the franchise. Yeah, true. Yeah, we'll probably By make film. a lot of yeah. We'll make a lot of franchise references more than likely. But this one, we're really just talking about the first movie. So Friday the Thirteenth. If you haven't seen it, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> what choices have you made that led yeah. you to this episode? <laughs> If you are listening to this and you haven't seen Friday the 13th, you're here by accident. Yeah, go stop the podcast. Go watch it, please. Like, just no matter what you're doing. I don't care if you're at work. Just be like, I got to go watch Friday the 13th real quick. And your boss will say, you ain't seen Friday the 13th yet? Go watch that shit. (laughs) Got the day off. (laughs) If somehow you're still listening, even after listening to all of that. uh, (laughs) If you haven't seen Friday the 13th, it goes something like this. Back in the 50s, a, uh, a child uh, who is established to have deformities uh, drowns at Camp Crystal Lake, which uh, they don't say outright, but is set in New Jersey. Right. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone from New Jersey is like, I don't like that characterization. (laughs) (laughs) Why is the first thing that comes to your mind? Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. But basically, uh, this uh, kid drowned because the camp counselors were not paying attention. They were Uh, fucking. They were fucking uh, (laughs) is basically the implication. Uh, So uh, back... uh, Fast forward to the 80s, and Camp Crystal Lake has been shut down for some time now, and there is a group of counselors that come in, try and uh, restore it. Uh, and uh, as they're restoring it, which this restoration is happening on Friday the 13th, uh, they are slowly being picked off by a killer in the woods. Uh, and it turns out, and spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, uh, the killer is uh, the kid who is named Jason Voorhees' mom. Named Pamela Voorhees. Not uh, fucking Jason. It's not Jason. So this is, uh, if you haven't seen Friday the 13th and you're trying to figure out what the hell is even going on right now, uh, the first movie does not have Jason Voorhees as the killer. Uh, he, It's his mom <laughs> is the killer. And I, and I will say, as someone who uh, watched this, you know, just in my, in my 20s, you know, just... First time I had ever watched Friday the 13th. I was very surprised, you know? And I I feel like 
the the original audiences didn't know what was happening, but any new audiences that watch it are expecting Jason at the end, and you never get it, and then you come out of that, you're like, whoa, that's really cool. But this yes. is the genesis. So definitely. <clears throat> Awesome movie. Yeah. So obviously her motivation is that uh, her child died and all these camp counselors just didn't really care and didn't really do their job well. So she's taking uh, revenge on uh, other camp counselors uh, (laughs) (laughs) later on. After she killed those. Exactly. Yeah. So she killed the camp counselors back in the 50s and then killed some now uh, in the 80s. Boy, I love killing Oh boy, I love killing him. <laughs> I'm Pamela Voorhees. Uh, <laughs> it's, like, it's understandable, you know. You don't want that to happen to someone else's kid. She's right. just Absolutely. taking preemptive measures. It is a. Uh, it is kind of a. You kind of understand her motive. She's mm-hmm. pretty pissed off. Hey, my child died, and it was your fault. Yep. Uh, you, you know, you, you kind of get it. Possibly inbred child. That's always been the implication. Is that Jason was inbred? That really? that, that was an implication. Yes. Oh, is, is that actually mentioned? in any of the actual no. movies or anything or is it just implied? No, it's just heavily, heavily implied. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so uh, this... I mean, it's New Jersey. <laughs> Woof! Wow. <laughs> wow! God, you were just you were just giving it to them you today. You were alienating an entire <laughs> section of the New Jersey audience right now. Uh, yeah. Look, they gave us Jerry only. I'm sorry. Yeah. That one guy who's in a horror punk band but, that's but, listening right now is now turning it off. But, okay, now that he's not listening, New Jersey sucks. Uh, but Bon Jovi, though. Oh, fuck oh. Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're all alienating Bon Jovi fans. Stop being so exclusive, guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... So the first Friday the 13th was written by, uh, was it written by? Oh. I mean, it was directed by, it was directed it by was Sean S. It was written and directed, like, he, he has writer's credit now. Okay. okay. He, he shouldn't have had full writer's <laughs> credit. Yeah, yeah. As we will it mention was, later. Yeah, it was supposedly written and directed by Sean S. Cunningham. Uh, Sean S. Cunningham had also uh, helped produce Wes Craven's infamous last house on the left mm-hmm. uh so kind of trying to step away from last house on the left he tried to write this in an effort to have something that was more shocking more uh jump you out of your seat uh a roller coaster as he described it uh so he started working on this he said the working title for it was camp blood yeah. uh a lot was a, a long night at camp blood or something oh, really? i, I oh, okay. believe was was the name uh, and he decided on uh, Friday the 13th, and he kind of tried to figure out if that name had been used before. Uh, and apparently it had. Uh, there was a film called uh, Friday the 13th, colon, The Orphan, uh, <laughs> that had that had been created before that. Uh, and he actually, I believe, uh, bought the rights or paid them off. Uh, yeah, so he basically bought that name, and that was the name of the movie. Yeah, it's just like nice. Ghostbusters. Good. Yeah, it's like Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah. Good job for exactly. Him. Yeah. So, uh, Sean S. Cunningham also, after this, did House. I don't know if anybody has ever seen House here. Uh, uh, I haven't. I know of it, though. I know there's House 1 and House 2. It's pretty easy to find, it seems like. I've seen it a lot. Yeah, I've seen House. I've seen House. Yeah. House, uh, House is the other big thing that he is known for. 
uh, other than one of the biggest horror franchises ever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but he uh, he did House as well, but he hasn't really done a whole lot else. Uh, he, I mean, uh, that he's very noteworthy for. But I mean, <laughs> if, if the if the only thing that's under your belt is the entire Friday the Thirteenth franchise, then yeah, I mean, yeah, you got I mean, you're doing yeah. good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll get into later. There is a lawsuit involved with the whole Friday the 13th franchise and like who actually is getting credit for it and all Mm, that sort of thing. But we'll get into that later. Uh, But one of the big reasons, other than Sean S. Cunningham writing and directing it, that this film works so well uh, is Tom Savini. Yeah, it's your boy, Tom Savini. My boy Tom. <laughs> and once again, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know who the fuck Tom Savini is, go fuck? figure that out. <laughs> because Tom Savini is one of the most important special effects uh, artists in the game. Yep. Uh, I mean, what are you doing if you don't know who Tom Savini is? Uh, but yeah. Tom Savini also did work, of course, on Dawn of the Dead. And, uh, of and the did. Dead. He, he and did it. do Day of the Dead. In Day of the Dead. So, I mean, it's... But I think Day of the Dead uh, was after Friday the 13th, right? I think. It had to have been. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think it was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Tom Savini did uh, all of the uh, makeup work on those two films, and, of course, he made this film uh, work so well with the effects work that he did on it. There's a very little budget they had. Yeah. Very tiny budget. That, that bears mentioning, too, that this you said this film had a budget of 550000 correct? Mm-hmm. It grossed almost $60 million. $60 million. And you $20 said that was million just, just internationally. Yeah, I was about to say, was that, yeah. was that the full gross or was that just U.S.? $60 million is the full gross. Okay. Yeah. $60 million is a full gross, but $20 million internationally is... Mm-hmm. That's impressive. That's crazy. It's impressive on, on, a, on a film. Word around about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, because it's like a gore fest. Pretty uh, much, yeah. <laughs> Like there is some, there's some brutal shit in it. An uh, arrow goes through a guy's throat, <laughs> and through a guy's eye. Oh, true, yeah. yeah. And then an axe goes in a woman's face. Yay. Yeah, and that was all because of Tom Savini. Oh. Tom and Savini someone got decapitated. <laughs> oh yeah, that's oh, true. Oh, that decapitation scene is the best. I love it, the slow mo, and I love how choppy that edit is. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the world's most impressive yet unimpressive slow motion decapitation scene. Yeah. <laughs> It's a hard thing to read at an Academy Awards ceremony. Is it Award for? It is not a popular category. <laughs> Friday the 13th has gotten it ever since it came well, out. What I also love about like the the gore work and you know, it wasn't. I don't think it was Savini personally doing the blowing of the blood, but they they had an issue with the, with the blood spur out of out of uh, Kevin Bacon's neck. Really? So. The the dude that was under there that pushed it up and, you know, done all the effect, he had to blow it out with his own. He had to, like, specifically, like, with a straw, just like... Jeez. <laughs> now that is low budget. <laughs> that is some low budget shit. We couldn't afford an air compressor. Here's Tom. He's well, just gonna I, blow... He's just gonna blow this straw. they did have an air compressor, but it just didn't work. Oh, yeah. Sweet. That the, would the, make sense. The effect, it, the effect just wouldn't go, so... So, so you know, D- hey Tom, DIY. <laughs> hey Tom, I found this air compressor at a garage sale for three dollars. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> hey Tom, it doesn't work. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, uh, shit. Well, I guess I'm just gonna have to blow through it myself. 
<laughs> yeah, but Tom Savini, I mean, made all of these uh, deaths very convincing at the time, and they're, they still look pretty good. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, mm. the, the special effects are on point. I mean, yeah. definitely they are of the time period. Yeah. They, they look like oh, yeah. anything else from this time period, is, if you're talking about gore, blood, and everything. But that doesn't make them bad. I mean, it makes it it's pretty much top of their game from that time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, pretty much I, I as good Savini as ended up doing some on some of the some of the other sequels as well, I think. Really? That's cool. I'm pretty yeah. sure he did other work on the other sequels. One of my favorite Savini-isms is, like, <laughs> the really, like, comic booky looking blood. Like, because oh, he always... Yeah. He always chooses really bright blood, yeah. and they. I, and I guess it's the way it's edited too. Like the color is so strong in a lot of like the death scenes where it's just it's so red, you know. It's I, I always, red. I yeah. always thought that was more of a trope of just the the older films. I thought all of them had that like same makeup of like whatever the, the hue well, was it, of the blood. If that but... is a trope, it was probably from Savini. True, yeah. That, <laughs> yeah I it happened with um. It started with Dawn of the Dead. Really? Oh, yeah. Right. That, that yeah. makes sense. And that's Savini. Yeah. yeah, it's very much a Saviniism to have incredibly like very bright blood, and mm -hmm. I I love it. I love it. Tom Savini gives me life. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and and they don't really do that anymore. They really try to make it more realistic nowadays. Just yeah, to, just it depends. To, yeah, yeah they, but they don't do like any of the over t over the top saturated colors anymore in movies, which makes me sad. Everything. Yeah, a lot in the mainstream Hollywood movies. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's some trauma stuff. That really oh yeah, we're talking about <laughs> some tra to that. trauma. Trauma's got some colors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but if we're talking about stuff like like modern like. We're talking about like it follows, for instance. Like yeah. it follows very muted colors. Yeah, very kind like, of washed out colors. It's almost colors. almost David Finchery ish. Yeah, you know what I mean? Very much. Yeah, David Fincher has a lot of muted color stuff. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he's he's got that thing about him. Uh, but yeah, Tom Savini, great dude. Also, I mean, he did all the makeup effects on the Jason at the end of the movie, the he the did. jump scare at the end, Ooh, uh, yeah. which is that's probably the best effect in the whole film. Yeah, I was about and to he's say a that. Very I mean, nice guy. Is he really? The, the oh. kid that played Jason. Oh, oh I thought he meant Savini. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm uh, sure he is, but... <laughs> yeah, I think his name's Ari Lehman. Yeah, really? I met him yeah. at a con. He is very lovely, and he has a... Yeah. He has like a punk band called Ari the First Jason or something. Ooh, oh, that's shit, awesome. that's amazing. I love Ari. I love that he can rest <laughs> on those laurels for the rest of his life. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, was it uh, Gary... Is it Gary Sinise? Uh, that played Lieutenant Dan and Forrest Gump. Uh, he he has a band thing. called uh, Gary Sinise uh, and the band. Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, band. I remember yeah. that. I we, we might have talked about that before on the show. <laughs> we, no, I don't think we have. But uh, I did see a flyer for it in Frisco, Texas. Once. Hell yeah! Uh, and that was uh, that was mixed. <laughs> I felt mixed about that. <laughs> D does he does he play like acting as if he has no legs? I don't know how to feel about that. No. Okay, good. Uh, he just has he just has a guitar. Okay. Uh, uh, yes, no, his, his band is called First Jason. First Jason. Ooh, Ooh that's, that's cool. amazing. That's, that's very cool. Excellent. I love that. He's got a beautiful mustache. <laughs> beautiful mustache. He, I mean, he if literally looks about... a little bit like um the guy from Primus. Oh no. Oh, Les Claypool. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, that's interesting. Does he also play a six string bass? No, but he plays like the guitar. <laughs> oh, he plays a guitar, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's sick. I, I think that we do need to mention really quick that, that Friday the 13th is, is a movie for mustaches. If you like mustaches, oh, yeah, yeah there's there, there some good mustache ones in this. central. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, really, it's all. 
it's only the, uh, Steve. Does, does the cop not have one? Like, no, the, the cop, cop doesn't have a mustache. Home? Oh, okay. I thought, no. thought one of the cops did. But definitely Steve has has that mustache. Mm-hmm. He is... And that body hair. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, if Steve wasn't such a creep, I would say he is the hottest thing since sliced bread. Uh, <laughs> what I'm saying is I want to fuck Steve. Darn it. Just oil him up and he's ready to go. Oh, man. In those oh. fucking shorts? Hell oh, yeah. Oh, God, those shorts. And that <laughs> neckerchief. Yeah. Woo! Oh! Okay, yeah. Maybe okay. we should do a Steve cosplay. <laughs> oh. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> I'll so, do some pubes on my chest. Uh, <laughs> so this coming Acon in June, where Zach will be cosplaying as Steve from Friday the 13th. Otherwise known as just that weird guy with no shirt that's been walking around all day. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Daisy Dukes McGee over here? <laughs> Did you have a sign with you saying, I'm Steve from Friday the 13th? Yes. <laughs> I'm Steve Christie. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyway. Amazing. So, speaking of Friends of the Christies, uh, yeah. so, Betsy Palmer, uh, plays Pamela Voorhees in this, and she is fantastic. She is a good She is the, this is the best, I mean, she, she, her performance is the best part of the film, you know? Yes. I mean, yeah. just, it's uh-huh. so convincing, it's yes. so good. Yeah. So, uh, she, uh, accepted, she agreed to do this role because she needed a new car. <laughs> Her Mercedes Benz broke down oh, no. one day, and she's like, well, I guess I'll do this film. Uh, and Because the, the, apparently the pay for it was like $10,000 mm-hmm. or whatever, and she wanted a, a Volkswagen uh, Sirocco uh, or something, and apparently that was $10,000 at the time. She's just like, that's perfect. It's like it's like in that 80s movie where they're like, oh, the grand prize of this contest is exactly the amount of money that we need. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> it's like cartoon, cartoon logic. Exactly. It's just like, that is exactly the amount of money that I need to buy this new car that I need. So I'm going to do this movie even though I think it's dog shit. Yeah. Yeah, you said that she really was not stoked on the role. She was not stoked on doing it. And when they finished the movie, she's just like, I don't think this is good. <laughs> and and we, we, we were talking about it. And, and we, you said we think that the primary reason for that is because she was primarily a stage actress. Yeah, she did a point. lot of stage acting. And she is like a very like classic type of actress where mm-hmm. she... Like one of the scene, the scene where they're uh, where uh, Alice and Pamela are fighting at the end, mm. uh, uh, and she slaps her. Uh, one of the takes of that, one of the, I think the first take of that, Betsy Palmer actually slapped Adrian King, and Adrian King was like, "Wow, uh, can you not?" <laughs> and and Betsy Palmer's like, "On stage, you actually slap people. I mean, how yeah. is she going to get the sound?" Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, on, on so stage, I, you you do actually slap people. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting that 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 the whole thing with actresses from the stage and from film is very different. Like that yeah. uh, that personality trait and everything is yeah. different and we saw that in shadow of the vampire too where yeah. the actress that played yeah. the main character in uh shadow of the vampire she's like this is beneath me yeah. i don't want to do this blah blah and it i feel like that's very much a corollary to this movie in mm-hmm. where mike we're not mike malkovich john malkovich, <laughs> mike malkovich. <laughs> mike malkovich. his weird cousin <laughs> <laughs> he's weirder than john <laughs> somehow <laughs> no but he's like this is this role is gonna make you a star 
stick with it. You know, yeah. he gives her that pep talk. Yeah. And it's like, that feels you're, like that could have... already a star, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> feels like that could have happened on the set of this, too. It's like, you don't understand how much fucking money this movie's gonna make you. Yeah. Like, fucking hold on. a lot of um, <laughs> actors, though, like, yeah. Like theater actors to film or yeah. TV, they're like, nah. Yeah, we we talked a lot about this when we talked about uh, Nosferatu. We mm-hmm. did our Nosferatu episode. So if you want to hear us talk more about that, listen to yeah. that Nosferatu episode. <laughs> True, uh, because we, we kind of went into a lot about that about Bella Lugosi and all mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but you should check that episode out if you want to hear our thoughts on that. Uh, but Betsy Palmer, definitely the best act actor actress in this whole thing Definitely. uh she kind of carries it at the end even though she's only like the last like fifth of the film you well know? let's also yeah. not let's also not fail to mention that when we were watching it again we did notice that you see you do see her face for like a split yes, you second do. yeah so you're you're sitting there that whole time wondering who the killer is but actually in the scene uh right before i think ned dies where he sees a face like at one of the cabins, the cabin that he goes in because he sees somebody. You see for just a split second when she turns around, you do see her face. Yeah. It's very, yeah. but the thing is we were watching the Blu-ray of it. So maybe we only saw it because we were watching the Blu-ray mm, and everything is crystal yeah. clear. Yeah. yeah, it looks yeah, really good. Yeah, it, again, I'm not always observant. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, no, I had never caught it before either. So yeah, it was just really interesting because like you could be going through it, and if you're you're coming into it from a stance of I've seen all the other Friday the Thirteenth, but not this one, you could interpret it as a hockey mask. But it's it's way too flesh colored. It's definitely it looks like a face. So that's uh, flesh colored hockey mask. <laughs> flesh colored hockey mask. No. Hockey mask made out of flesh, please. <laughs> Thank you. That's my new metal band name. <laughs> hockey uh, mask made out of flesh. <laughs> flesh hockey mask. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, but you do see her face. And, and like I said, if you were watching that movie in the like 80s at like a drive-in, you may not have caught that because it probably would have been real tiny and far away. Well, also, uh, you'd be making out at that point. Yeah. 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 You would be fucking. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be like, like the counselors. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there, there's correlations here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, let's talk about Betsy Palmer's character a little bit, Pamela Voorhees. She has one Mama of... Voorhees. Yeah, she is... Well, she's the catalyst for the whole entire franchise, essentially. Her death is what causes uh, a whole bunch of movies to happen. Essentially, yeah. (laughs) Yes, Queen Slayer. (laughs) Please never say that again. I I was going to say you should make that the subtitle for Friday the 13th. (laughs) Friday the 13th, Yes, Queen Slayer. (laughs) Hashtag canceled. <laughs> Hashtag camp counselors are over party. <laughs> oh shit. Oh okay. man, but no, she is she's I think definitely of of the classic horror films going to be one of my favorite villains, you know what I mean? Oh, Cuz yeah. she just has she has a really unique uh, motivation. Uh-huh. She there's the air of mystery. You don't know who it is. Like I said, if you're coming into it from today, you might think it's Jason and get yeah. really fucking weirded out at the end. If you're coming from it if, from the 1980s, you don't know and are probably really weirded out. You're just like, oh fuck. Yeah, you the first oh. time you see her, if you've never seen that movie before and you have no idea what happens at the end of Friday the Thirteenth, and you see her come out of that that jeep, you're like, who the fuck is that? Yeah, you never <laughs> see her before in the it's whole like, film. It's just like, oh, a random character they're putting in near the end of the film. She's probably body fodder. 
Mm -mm, not at all. Butter. <laughs> that yellow sweater has had to get so much blood out of it already. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, there is a really great figure of like Lady of the Lake, Pamela Voorhees, where she's all rotted and stuff, and oh, it has so like I a really real love. like has like a real knit sweater on it. Damn. I fucking want it so bad. Ooh, Just as a side cool. note, I want Living it. Living really Devils are making uh, with their part two Jason figure. It comes with it comes with 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 the uh, Mrs. Voorhees. Ooh, nice. Want it? <laughs> a, spe a specific body part of Mrs. Voorhees. Just yeah. Just, just, head. just, just her head. Yeah. Just her head. We Amazing. already we already said that she dies and that there is a very graphic uh, de decapitation scene. So it's her head. I wouldn't yeah. call it graphic so much as hilarious, but that's it, it just is kind, me. It's kind of funny. It's kind of hilarious, but it's all like it's hilarious and also just like oh shit, yeah, because like, you're just that shit really happened. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I do well, love that because her head, her hands come up and like grab the air. It's kind of like that scene from Ricky Bobby where he's just like I don't know what to do with my hands. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where she's, she's just like grabbing at the air like I don't have a head anymore. <laughs> what the it's fuck like is the, going on? Like, it's like that moment where the body's still alive, so it just it just does something. Yeah, it's just like I don't know. I have no head. What happened now? And then her head is getting all sandy. <laughs> sandy head. Sandy head. Jason um, must have spent ages cleaning it. Yeah, with but, like a toothbrush. Mm. <laughs> but the uh, I don't know the the. The first indication in the movie that you get that it's not Jason or it's not some horrific killer that looks crazy, head wrapped in bandages or however they uh, like usually make Jason look. First instance you get is Steve being like, oh, hey, how's it going? Why, what are you, why doing are you here? here? Yeah, yeah, what's up? Yeah. Like, what's good? Yeah. And then he's like, oh, shit, it's that knife in my face. Never mind. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh no! I, I I just did a die. Yeah, but, but uh, my my whole point there was just that that was a really good organic like yeah. way to introduce mm. that. Hey, this killer might be someone they know, yeah. and you might have already seen him in the film, and you don't know who it is. Well, yet. yeah, it's, it's yeah. so good. It's interesting because you you don't catch it until maybe you watch it the second time. Mm -hmm. uh, but well, it mostly it mostly that he says, "Oh, what are you doing out in this mess?" And mm. then later, she says, when she shows up, she says, I'm a friend of the Christie's. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's your flag. And that's your trigger knew, right there. She knew Steve Christie. Yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah. oh, Everything comes together, yeah. So yeah. there's an immediate sense of foreboding if you're paying attention. As soon as she says, I'm a friend of the Christie's, and you're like, you're not that good a friend. You just killed her, huh? <laughs> or you just killed him, huh? Yeah, you, if, yeah. If you're paying attention and you hear her say that, you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, that's... he kind of deserved it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he was a creep. Yeah, he, he was he's straight a creep. up creepo. He's a creep. He's a hot. He's he's hot guy, but he's creep. But <laughs> I think my favorite thing about Pamela Voorhees it, as a killer, as as the antagonist, is that she has such a unique motive compared to a lot of the other big ones. Yeah. Because if you break them down, mm. like Michael Myers and Billy are both like childhood trauma that manifests into mental illness, essentially, is basically what you can wrap their yes. character into. And then you have Freddy Krueger, who he was a, a serial killer that was then burned to death, right? Or electric Freddy's care. Freddy's a nonce. Freddy's a nonce? A nonce. Yeah. It's British slang for pedophile. Oh, okay. Well, he's a yeah, he's a child killer. Yeah, he was and, and the, an implied molester. Yeah, but they never say that outright. They only say that outright in the <laughs> shit remake. Yeah, but, but it is. Wes Craven said it was legit because there is that cut 
of the first nightmare that can never be released that shows them throwing him in and calling him a pedophile. Oh, uh, well, okay. well, yeah, but they didn't have it in the final cut of the film, is no. what I'm saying. So you don't know for sure mm. until, like, later. My point being, though, that he was already a piece of shit person, yeah. like, before he became Freddy, yeah. the Freddy that we know. And then, like, you take Chucky, for example. He was already, like, a... a, a <laughs> A thief and a murderer and stuff. He was already a criminal. Right. Pamela Voorhees is is unique in the fact that the implication is if Jason hadn't died, she'd, she'd just be fine. she'd be a normal fucking person. Yeah, it, it broke her yeah, as a person. It split her completely, and yeah. so then she became completely insane. And that's a really just raw examination of you know the human psyche and just of how what it could take to drive someone to madness and just like i said just that's a very unique motivation for yeah. one of, for a killer in a horror yeah. film no, it's, it's good yeah it's i don't know a lot of people i mean especially critics have never really liked friday the 13th but you have to really give the first one in i don't know a couple of the other ones like credit for they they really had something unique going uh, on there. Jason's you know? a sympathetic character. Yeah. Mrs. Voorhees is a sympathetic yeah, character. Yeah, you, you, you feel bad for her. Yeah. yeah, you never really, you're never really like, man, that that guy Jason's such a bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> no, never. I mean, you don't feel bad for Jason in like, when, when he's going to fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah, you're just like, yeah, he's supposed to go to hell, yeah. but also you're just like, yeah, but they killed his mom. Yeah. And also, yeah, they, they killed his mom and they let him they let him nearly drown. Yeah. And it almost seems like the whole point of each film is to highlight how bad all the people he's killing already are. You know what I mean? Like, they're all just pieces of shit. None yeah. of the counselors are ever likable. None, yeah, of, the, none no. of the ancillary characters in Friday are ever likable. I, well, I would say <laughs> the ones in the first one are more likable than the ones in the later iterations. True. I would, yeah, I would, and most of the ones in the later iterations aren't even counselors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. That's true. The They're just kind of there. They were in space. They're just teenagers <laughs> fucking in camp. They're just people who go to Camp Crystal Lake slash Camp Blood, even though they're told not to, and then they just stick their dicks in each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or they're on a boat. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, or they're true. on a boat. Or in space. <laughs> or in space. Or, let's see, have they done any other or crazy lo- locales? Or in Elm Street. True. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, God, there, there's so many movies in this franchise. <laughs> yeah, there are 11 sequels plus a remake. Yeah. Jeez. Yep. It's uh, it's something. Mm. <laughs> Uh, so that that is one thing that Friday the 13th has going for it is that it does have a, a unique motivation for killing, um, which was not really that prominent uh, at the time because there's a lot of films and we've already mentioned some of them. There's a lot of films that led up to this film because this this film and we'll talk about it a little bit later was kind of an accidental franchise. Uh, mm. They didn't. I mean, they knew it was going to be big, but they didn't realize it was going to be as big as it was. Mm, you not, know? Si- uh, not sixty <laughs> fucking million big. Yeah. yeah, it's millions, millions big. And although it didn't quite, it, it didn't quite clear the same sort of numbers that Halloween did. It was very inspired by Halloween. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. it, you know, it had, it, it was, they basically saw the success. Sean S. Cunningham saw the success of Halloween is like, I want to do a movie like that. I want to do, I want to do something like that, but like bigger and like more 
more like more scary than that. Mm. So you know, when we talk about this, we talked about this when we talked about Black Christmas episode two. Go back and listen to it. <laughs> uh, we talked about this when we talked about Black Christmas, but Black Christmas was kind of like one of those seminal slasher films that led to Halloween, and then Halloween led to this. So mm. it's like we have mm. to think about. We kind of have to look back at Halloween. We have to look back at Black Christmas. We have to look at Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, to kind of understand how we got to Friday the Thirteenth. Where we have, you know, like we said, we had these killers that had like kind of not very clear motives, or at least, you know, a lot of it's implied. Very black and white motives. Very, yeah. very either, stark, just, I'm a either, killer. Either black and white <laughs> motives, or we weren't quite clear what the motive was, True. like with yeah. Billy. Yeah, Billy, Billy Christmas. is, like I said, it's yeah. implied that there's there's some abuse and some mental illness there, but right. you don't know. He could well, just you don't be, know for sure. He could just be a sociopath. And in Leatherface, he's just hungry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hungry Leatherface, boy! He's just inbred. Yeah. yeah, and hungry. Uh, and they eat people. <laughs> He's a hungry boy. Thank you for not making a New Jersey joke after you said inbred this time. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to go there, didn't you? <laughs> I was thinking, well, no, I was gonna, I'm just glad. I was just going to go rural Texas there. Oh, okay, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's uh, a, yeah. I mean, that that's fair. Sorry, Midlothian. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, all of our Midlothian fans. Oh, are there even people in Midlothian? Uh, I don't even. Think oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I don't think people even have internet in Midlothian. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, everyone in Houston. Oh God, we're generalizing a lot of like actual Ooh, groups of people. We're today. Shit, uh, we're alienating a whole lot of fan bases right now. I apologize, everyone. We we love every we love people. We we're not actually this shitty. We just like making jokes. But basically, there was a lot of films that led up to base what was the first. Uh, huge slasher franchise uh, and you mm. you could say that Halloween was maybe the first huge slasher franchise but mm. the second Halloween didn't come out until the year after this yeah. so it's they kind of knew they were going to have like a big franchise from this film but I think Halloween was just like oh Friday the 13th did well so we should do a second one mm, that's how it uh, feels because that's how, how it feels they were probably already making the second Halloween when this was you know in production but you can also sit there and say maybe it was because Friday the 13th did pretty well mm-hmm. yeah right. you know and people just hungry for more for more of that and people that made halloween were just like okay and, and, and if yeah. we're counting here i think friday the 13th has more sequels than halloween does oh definitely uh, yeah, halloween doesn't have as many it's hard to say but i, I, I don't think... think so now so you go halloween or did the new halloween one did two. the new one push it over halloween three three halloween four four five halloween six six uh, H2O, H2O uh, Resurrection, Resurrection. Rob, Zombie. Rob Zombie, the, the two, Rob Zombie ones, yeah, the, 2002, the two Rob Zombie, the, oh, the 2007, and then the yeah. Rob Zombie H2, and yeah. now the the, the, 20, the 2018 one, and now the sequel after that. Yeah, okay, so maybe Halloween does have it beat on sequels. Really? Only just. That's insane. But... Michael Myers never punched a dude's head off. So <laughs> Michael Myers uh, never went to hell. Michael Myers yeah. did some dumb shit with a cult. Or, th- or threw two cheerleaders together in sleeping bags. I mean, th- th- that's th- true. He Michael Myers beat, does not have that on his he resume. He never beat a woman with another woman. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he never killed David Cronenberg. That's true. <laughs> true. Yeah, Jason killed the fuck out of David Cronenberg. Uh, <laughs> 
I love Jason X. <laughs> but, uh, and, you know, he never fought in another huge horror franchise, man. That's true. There was never a Michael Myers versus another big horror franchise uh, magnate, uh, except for in a comic book. Yeah, yeah Michael, Michael Myers, at least on screen, I think only works within the confines of his universe. You know what I mean? Like, it's easy to throw Jason into other universes. and But, I mean, but, Michael Myers doesn't really have the motivation to go around and do the same things that Freddy and Jason do. Jason's you know? a so, deadite at this point. I mean, yeah, exactly. On. So there's Well, totally Jason different. and Freddy have more personality. True, yeah. yeah. Even though Jason never really says anything, he has more personality than yeah. Michael. Michael. Yeah, just... I don't want to get into like a huge discussion about like the differences between the franchises and which one's better, but I do, I do have to say that Jason and Freddy have more personality mm. than Michael Myers yeah, does. For sure. <laughs> if we're if we're going to compare it just a little bit there, uh, but so the 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 thing uh, I think we're talking about films that leading up to. I think it, it, it's interesting to see how many things that Friday the Thirteenth definitely like made an amalgam of. From oh, everything yeah. else, mm -hmm. like we have the first person camera, like we saw in Black Christmas, like you see in Halloween, like Keeping you see in Tom. Psycho, Psycho. Tom. Yeah. Um, the music, the music's very prominent, but really, it's it's really just for the killer, which I think we noted on some uh, on one of the other movies. A like, bit it's like really in only... Psycho. Exactly. Yeah. A like... bit like in. Uh... And Black Christmas. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I was thinking the same thing, but I think Black Christmas did the same thing. And um, it's a very classical score. It's very much directed like an older film, like uh, like a Black Christmas or a Peeping Tom or something like that, as opposed to a newer horror film. Yeah. Like I, I'd say Halloween was directed more like a newer horror film. Nice beating synth score and everything like that. Very modern. This feels more like just your old school drive-in movie. It's and a it's a modern take on a classic horror formula, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Uh, because because it is very much a drive-in film. It yeah. feels like if you watch that at a drive-in, it would be the absolute perfect film to watch yeah, at a drive-in. It is the ultimate drive-in movie, uh, other than like a monster movie or something. <laughs> yeah. Other than like Gojira. Or, or Twister. Or Twister. Twister is definitely a drive-in movie. Twister has a drive-in scene. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Twister's great. I mean, do you, do you uh, Rest not in wanna, peace, Bill Paxton. Do you not want to watch uh, new Part 7 of New Blood to the drive-in? I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, that's what I'm saying is like all of the Friday the 13th films are like, are like the ultimate the drive -in like, drive -in film. They're driving yep. slop, but just that's why they're great. Shove the popcorn in your face and stop complaining. Yeah, <laughs> just fucking watch some murder. <laughs> yeah, so uh, a lot of movies we talk about camera work. Uh, we won't talk about it as much with this one because there's not like amazing shots in this, but it is uh, the first person uh, point of, the the point of view shots of this are important, mm -hmm. and they're kind of a staple of the franchise. Uh, yep. It's it's very much. I mean, there obviously we talked about this before, but there's a lot. That's a kind of a, a thing about slasher films is they have a lot of POV shots. You see that in Black Christmas. You see that yep. in Halloween. Uh, but it you know it's it's one of those things that Friday the Thirteenth took it and ran with it. Mm. It was like. You know, there's we can we can do a lot of stuff with this POV thing, you know, and I mean, you don't the, the thing about Friday the 13th that and I've talked about this before. The thing that is a little bit uh, kind of a pet peeve of mine is you don't see a lot like a lot of the movement in in Friday the 13th doesn't make a whole lot of sense, especially in the later iterations, like where he's just kind of teleporting around. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but, but I mean, the, the teleportation power. Yeah, but the, the POV shots, especially in Friday the 13th and Friday the 13th Part 2, uh, are pretty mm. good. And they're pretty important to kind of establishing like where the killer is. Mm, yeah, they establish uh, how he's moving around the camp and stuff like that. And, right. and you get the same feeling as you did in Black Christmas where you're like, oh, he's in the house. He hears all yeah. these conversations. Yes. He's going around. Yeah. Yeah. You get the same feeling because Pamela's like, 
around and listening yes. and knowing what they're about to do, who's leaving camp, who's coming back to camp, and when they're going to be isolated. So that adds a little bit to the story. And there, there's something about Pamela mm. being like a real person, you mm. know, like that yeah. that really changes that whole dynamic because you know with billy it's like you don't know who the fuck billy is uh michael myers is just kind of like a faceless like fucking void yeah exactly yeah, pamela could have been running around camp crystal yeah. like all week and they wouldn't have even like thought a second thing about it she's like oh i'm just here to check on this this and this you know i live up the street and she was you know she was gonna be the cook yeah right? exactly yeah you know because that's what she used yeah. to do she was the camp mm -hmm. cook exactly. so you'd have thought her whole motivation for being there was just, oh, I'm going to do the cooking again. Exactly. It's mine. Yeah, it's kind of comparable to, and this is not quite a horror movie per se, but it is like a thriller. But it it, it probably does have some influence on this movie. Uh, Play Misty for me. Oh, yeah. I, I had totally forgotten about that. Yeah. We, we had talked about this last night when, uh, when we watched mm. it. Play Misty for me is a really close movie to this in yeah. the way that the killer is portrayed because mm -hmm. she also has a very just unique motivation of just kind of just being boy crazy for Clint Eastwood yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Chrissy I don't know if you've ever seen play Misty for me have you before I I have not okay. my um my, my knowledge of Eastwood films mostly is not it's not good. Well, it was one of his first movies, and it's not really a horror film, but I'd call it a slasher film yeah. almost because it's it's just about this crazy woman who's infatuated with a radio DJ, and she just slips into madness. And this actress, oh god, let me look up her name. In fact, she plays crazy better than I've Ooh, seen anyone yeah. ever it's play good. crazy. Yeah, but I mean, that is is that me and like Dio? Yeah, and and uh, you know, of course. You know, Clint Eastwood is neither here nor there as a person, but uh, Play Misty he's for Me... He's a bit of a garbage man. Yeah, he's a bit of a garbage man. Uh, but they, Play Misty for Me is his directorial, directorial debut, mm -hmm. and that's kind of like... You can kind of see uh, the DNA of that movie in this movie if if mm. Sean S. Cunningham was at all influenced by it. Mm. Um, Jessica Walter is the actress's name. Oh! She plays uh, Evelyn. I know Jessica Walter. Yeah, she is so good in Play Misty for me. I highly recommend it. It's very upsetting. If Especially if like you were recently in a relationship or are currently in a relationship. It makes you run in your head and think about all kinds of different yeah. things and makes you think yeah. you're crazy or they're crazy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so uh, this movie, when it came out, was a huge hit, as mm -hmm. we said before. Yep. Uh, it, uh, like we said, it made made big old bucks. Uh, <laughs> and actually, it was, yeah. <laughs> made some money. fresh hot muns. Hot, hot money. Mun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, there was a bidding war actually for this film because when they finished making it there were a couple uh execs that were just like wow we gotta get this thing we gotta buy this thing uh and paramount pictures won out on it uh they ended up paying 1.5 million for this movie before it was even released <clears throat> and then they spent another 500,000 on marketing for it at first and then when it started getting real big and it's and they were get, starting to get real serious months into it uh they spent another 500,000 to market Jeez. it so they spent a, a million dollars just marketing this film uh but I, and still made it back you know oh they I mean? made it like back over, in spades yeah that's crazy yeah. Yeah, so this, so they knew it was going to be a big hit, but they, I don't think they they knew it was going to be this big of a hit. I don't think anyone did. Because, yeah. I mean, there's nothing, despite what we've said, and despite how much I love this film, there's nothing remarkable about it, though. You know what I mean? It's right. not, like, mm. over the top. It's not, like, a game changer, or at right. least you wouldn't think it would be. 
but it turned out to be one yeah. really, really think well. Of the context of it, it came out in 1980. You know, you'd had all of those sort of serial killer. You know, that's that's topical again at the moment. Yeah, you'd had all those serial killers in the 70s. Ooh, mm-hmm. I hadn't yeah. even thought about that. Yeah, you'd had yeah. all of that, and so people, you know, people were morbidly curious about mm-hmm. those people. Yeah, that's true. As, as they still are today. You that's know, insane. people were very curious. So that's why slashes was so big in the 70s and the 80s, because yeah. that craze was still going. That's so true. Yeah. I, I didn't even really think about that. But yeah, I mean, like these seminal films that we're talking about, like we talk about Black Christmas, talk mm. about Play Misty for me. We talk about uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They came out before like a lot of those serial, like a lot, because a lot of the serial killers that we now know of that a lot of their killings or they were caught for uh, were in the late 70s. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. after these seminal films. So like this is after that period of like basically the serial killer explosion of the late 70s and then i think that influenced a lot of the uh a lot of the explosion of this film uh, the sens- yeah. the sensationalization or, or sensationalism of murder and the sensationalism of murderers because i mean yeah. serial killers always get a lot of press and everything like that yeah so, you and know, everyone it's front has page. that morbid curiosity about yeah. it right mm-hmm. so that definitely must have fed into the hyper oh it must movie. have that's crazy oh, so yeah. So it's it was kind of an accidental franchise, and it's not the first horror franchise, really. I mean, there are other movies that had sequels, like more than one sequel at this point, but this mm. was like, a, it was almost like serial, serialization of a movie, yeah. like one coming out almost every year after mm. this. Like, they made so many of them back to back. Yeah, they made, yeah. So I, I think part two actually came out two years later. Okay. But then it was like so. from there on, it was pretty much back to back to back to back movies to where they were just like, okay, we're going to fucking release a Friday the 13th movie every year now. And like, that's so hard to do. So you have to think about whether or not they, they were planning these in advance yeah. after they realized, oh shit, we got to keep this money train going. What do we do from here? Friday the 13th is the Assassin's Creed. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit, Jason is popular. Where shall we send him next? Yeah, Egypt. Right. He's going to Egypt now. Uh, <laughs> What, like James Bond? No, no, like Assassin's Creed. Oh, okay. Jason, <laughs> Jason's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> Jason and the Chocolate Factory. That's what Friday the 13th sequels are. Oh, yeah. Jason's that's, that's Bizarre Adventure. That's true, yeah. yeah. Jason of Arabia. Oh, uh, let's see. What, are, what, are, what <laughs> Jason are, of Arabia? <laughs> what other ones can we throw him into? <laughs> the Shape of Jason. <laughs> I'll tell you what the shape of Jason is. Lumpy. <laughs> oh, I almost fell out of my chair. Oh, man. I am choking on my own saliva. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, uh, but because this was kind of an accidental franchise and they didn't realize it was going to be so big and they didn't really have forethought about the, the, the future of this franchise... There was a bit of licensing issues, no. uh, especially the in recent credits. years, and writer credits about this franchise, and there was uh, a lawsuit. It's uh, still ongoing, I believe. No, I, I, no, it has been. It has been. Has finalized. it been settled? Oh, okay. Okay. Well, so, do, do you know the details of it, Chrissy? Because, yeah. like I well, said, we were kind of fuzzy on them. I mean, we can't. We, the, the the best person who knows the details is part three. Is the guy who played Shelley in part three? Um, <laughs> He is not, literally, the guy who played Shelly in part three is a lawyer, and he broke down what the lawsuit was for the Friday 13th fans. 
Oh, wow. Because it stopped all production of the DLC for the game, which right. is really mm-hmm. fucking good. And if you don't have it, yeah. you can play it. Play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I've, I, we haven't. They they just had it free on PlayStation Plus one month, and we got it, but we have we still haven't played it yet. <laughs> yeah. just, we, God, we don't have time. <laughs> Do we not have time at yeah. all? Yeah. You only play it's so fun. But do you, do you know any of the specifics of the lawsuit? Like, what was um, the actual what was the actual like claim that was that was going on? Basically, Sean S. Cunningham was like, "Yeah, I totally wrote this whole thing," and we he he got a guy called Victor Miller, who was paid about nine thousand dollars for the original some of the for his parts of the original script. Mm-hmm. But Sean S. Cunningham was like, "Yeah, he was just a guy for hire." Oh, he was just a guy okay. for hire. Ooh, yeah. So it's and like it what was, they did. It basically Congress made a law where you, if you were, if you'd sold your rights cheap to to a bloke to someone, and it made tons of money, you could sort of have that just second chance to get actually your proper amount of oh, royalties. Okay. I wonder if that had anything to do with the Chuck Finger thing. Uh, Batman. Yeah, the Batman thing. Well, that happens with that happens in comic books all the time. Yeah, like Jack Kirby didn't get a lot a lot of recognition for a long time because Stan Lee kind of hoisted control away from all the IPs that they worked on together. So that's that's a long running problem in the comic book industry. I this is one of the few uh, instances I know of in the film industry Mm. that this has happened in kind of the same way. But basically, they could have made a deal. Because the term, because it just meant that it would have only affected the U.S. rights of the first Friday Thirteenth, or just the franchise as a whole. It mm. would have only affected the U.S. rights, but because of the quirks of the law, even after termination, Sean would still own the rights outside the U.S. But instead of making a deal, Sean decided to sue the bloke. Oh, jeez! <laughs> claiming Gosh. that the uh, the agreement that he signed in 1979 is not like he couldn't terminate that and basically the courts said that it was all a bit unfair on the poor on poor victor so mm-hmm. they made him they made you know they got him his money that's good okay but so it, it does subtle- mean there is no cool deal it does mean there is no jason x dlc and no pamela oh, Voorhees dlc for yeah. the friday so- the 13th game so even though the lawsuit settled, they still can't produce any new DLC for it. No, because it's made in the U.S. Oh yep. fuck! Yep. If they ah it, damn it. If they moved <laughs> yeah. outside of the U.S., then maybe. But maybe that I mean there is a chance that now that it's all sorted, they could go about trying to seek permission to okay. do it. Yeah. I mean, I hope they do because I want to play as Uber Jason. Me too. They said, what they said, Pamela Voorhees was going to control, like, for those who haven't played it, you even when you play earlier Jasons, as in, like, part two Jason, human Jason, you still mm. have sort of, like, spooky supernatural Jason control, so you can, te- you can essentially teleport. Oh, nice. It's really dumb and fun. But Pamela was going to control completely differently. They were gonna have like they were gonna make an entire new control set for her, so that Ooh. she would actually play like a human. Because even That's Roy cool. Burns, I think, plays like Jason, which is Roy Burns is part five. Jason, right, right, right. In inverted commas. right, the killer, right. the yeah. killer in Quote, five. Yeah. Mm. 
Fake Dixon. Copycat. Yep. Fakeson. Fakeson. Yeah, like, man, the game would have... I mean, that game's fun and cool as it is, but they had the map where you could play on the spaceship. Oh, shit. Oh, you could play amazing. on Grendel, and you could be uh, Uber Jason. Uh, <laughs> I am very sad that that's not it. But I think, no, like, any DLC available. that comes out now will just be, like, character clothing and stuff. But yeah. for the At least they're still... Camp counselors. At least they're still supporting it, and at least it's still a game yeah. that you can play online. Oh, and, yeah. like and they that, have so. to constantly fix bugs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean... That's every game. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's every game nowadays, yeah. And one oh, also in, a whole new... I think one in every, like... I put, When I first played it with at my friend's house, it was like one in, like... Maybe out of 20 games we played, we were Jason once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, That's like... what. It had the same control idea, or the same idea as Metal Gear Solid 3 Online, which I played online on the PS2, where you would be a lottery of who was Snake and who was just, like, you know, soldiers. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing, so I kind of get the way it works, but it does yeah. sound fun. It's kind of like that game Evolve, too. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's yeah. the one other one I always uh, yeah. compared it to. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, <clears throat> so before this lawsuit happened, uh, they did make a uh, remake. Uh, the remake was kind of a way to try and secure the license. Uh, it was produced by Platinum Dunes, which is uh, Michael Bay's production company. Yeah. Uh, so you can only imagine how good it is. <laughs> <laughs> and it was actually directed by a guy, uh, and I'm blanking on his name right now, but he did a lot of other, like, horror remakes yeah just a bunch like i can't remember the other did he do the black christmas remake too i believe that that's one of the ones that we said that he did no he didn't do the black christmas oh i thought he did not he did not not do uh his name is uh, marcus nispel uh and he also did some other horror remakes that weren't so great uh including uh (laughs) the texas chainsaw massacre remake from 2003 that's what i was thinking the 2003 one he did conan the barbarian uh the in 2011 uh he did frankenstein in 2004 uh i mean these are not not great films (laughs) (laughs) but they're the the remake is generally bad uh but there, there are some, there are some silver linings to it, just in the slightest bit. Uh, For once, we're not gonna just totally shit on. The <laughs> there, there's just like a little bit of good stuff about it, and so the the, the remake is technically, if we're getting real technical about it, is actually a remake of the second. Yeah, film. yeah it's a part really two because it's essentially yeah, it's when it's when Jason is actually the killer because because they have this recap at the beginning of of the Friday Thirteenth remake where uh, Pamela was the killer and she gets killed and basically Jason witnesses it. And that's just like they give it maybe three minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't <laughs> so, give it long. Yeah, so they they kind of recap the first film in three minutes, and then they're just like, okay, now it's Jason. <laughs> uh, Jason time. <laughs> and the the one good thing I have to say about the remake is that Jason is cool. Uh, Jason he is, is very intimidating. He's and scary. right, lad. I will yeah. say that I think Jason's perfect in this. As far as like. A reimagining of Jason and making him fast and buff and just scary as shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, they took they they obviously took that from um, well, they took the the buff shit from Hodder. Yeah. Mm, yeah. He's very uh, much yeah. a Kane Hodder like 
Jason. Yeah, he has the same build yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But he's fast. Yeah. So quick. Oh, he's quick. quick on his feet. <laughs> he's a fast dude. The guy who played this Jason was a guy called Derek Mears, who's a, mostly a stuntman. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And, and he is very big and bulky and probably quite scary. He is apparently going to be Swamp Thing in the 2019 series of Swamp Thing. Oh, shit. That's really cool. Which I didn't know was happening. Yeah, me neither. That's cool. Getting interspersed some news into the actual actual substance here. But Kane Hodder was also a stunt guy, right? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, it seems like a lot of the good Jasons are stunt guys. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's... That's just the way it is. I'm willing to throw myself through windows to make this character good, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Kane Hodder did most of the, like, not rotoscoping, but he did a lot of the help with the game with making all the physics look right. realistic. Really? Oh, yeah. that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And Tom Savini really cool. did all the gore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. I think where the remake falters the most, though, is just the fucking characters and the story. The story's so bad. Because, like you said, Chrissy. Yeah, they go up there to get (laughs) weed. Like, it's so fucking early Uh, 2000s nonsense. You know? Jason's weed farm. It's kind of the. They're like. The characters to me are kind of. the, The characters to me are the same reasons I didn't like the characters in Cabin Fever. Mm. Did you ever mm-hmm. see Cabin Fever? Oh wait, no, I don't think I have. That's the I'm thinking Cabin the, in the Woods. Uh, Eli uh, Roth. Eli Roth, yeah, e- that that's an Eli Roth film, oh. and also Eli Roth's in that movie. Uh, but <laughs> uh, yeah, and just it's the same. It's the same kind of reason I don't like the characters in that film either. Is they're just they suck. Yeah, they're but typical. but they're not not in. Not in like a cabin in the woods type of way, though, like where they're supposed to suck. Mm. You know, they still played very straight, very yeah. in earnest. Yeah. Like you're supposed to like these guys, aren't they cool? Yeah. But it's like just like the no, typical <laughs> like two thousand, like late two thousands, like just going into twenty ten, like cool kids. Yes, and like yeah. you know, they're the kids that. I went to school with the such and fucking hated because yeah. they were all knobs. Conventionally attractive, kind of bullyish, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like very surface level the intellect. Big, big tits. Yeah. yeah. Uh no, uh stupendous tits. Sorry, okay. <laughs> perfect nipple placement. <laughs> perfect nipple placement. Uh- uh, well, one only good thing I'll say about the cast is I'm glad that the actress that plays Caitlin Snow was in this because that's yeah. probably how she got her role in The Flash. Yeah, and I love The Flash. So. I do like The Flash. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the guy who plays Trent Trent as a character is so comically over the top an asshole. Yeah, uh, that it's not even funny. That's blonde like, man, right? Yeah, like, ter- terrible like blonde man. This is my child. parents' house. He's the Chad. He's, yeah, that's perfect. That's exactly. He's like, oh, my GF is spending too much time with this bloke I don't like, so I'm gonna fuck someone else. Ugh. Gross. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just not like just the characters are just bad. The characters. The, uh, the some writing. of the kills are interesting. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I do love the through the dot kill. I don't. That, I, yeah. I, it is very sexualized, but at the same time, when I saw it in the theater original, I'm like, oh shit, that's the coolest kill I've ever I seen. I love <laughs> when he throws the axe. Yeah. When he throws the axe and hits the guy in the back. That's like, amazing. Because he fucking he like. Rah! Yeah, you know, over he, the over the head throw. The most as athletic shit. <laughs> I was just like, damn, that was good. Oh, <laughs> and the the boat kills great. 
Yeah. Oh, where he shoots him through the back of the head. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that's good. Yeah, because you see him holding the the uh, bow later, and you're like, damn, that he's a good shot. Yep. <laughs> good job, Jason. But you also, did... you think like you practiced. You... <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you're sitting there thinking, well, he's been living at this camp like by himself for years and years, so he must have been practicing. That's also probably all, why he's all so I had fucking to do, guys. buff. <laughs> yeah. What else is there yeah. to do other than yeah. farm yeah. his weed? And like jacket. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> does he have access to hentai? <laughs> I was about to say, does he jacket it like his mom's head? I don't know. Oh, is that what, is that what come happened? on. Is that, why does he have to go there? <laughs> is that the, I, I don't know. That's the implication in two, isn't it? That he's yes. just been kind of like is the fantasizing answer. his if mom's head If you're thinking it, shit? the answer is probably yes. It's a Michael Bay film. Mm. <laughs> that is one creamy head. I'm surprised, <laughs> I'm surprised there wasn't more explosions. Gonna, yeah, there should have been more explosions. God, I have to Google. There, there was oh. enough tits. So. Yeah. Uh, yep. Definitely. Uh, just for the sake of curiosity, I am going to Google Jason Voorhees, Pamela Voorhees, Head Rule 34 after this just ah! to see. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that gonna... Think that's of the maggots. That's what you pick to. Th- that's what you pick for Zach to. to, Ooh! to, to, to yeah. I'll put $1,000 in that Patreon just to Not make Not my proudest fat. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll do it for money. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, so that's the remake. Yeah, it it's worth a watch if you want to see a really bomb like portrayal of Jason and some really good like kills and gore. But if you're looking for anything beyond that, kind of steer clear of it. You might be I like, disappointed. I like Chewie. I like the character Chewie. He's yeah. funny. Yeah, definitely. That whole. Yeah. But then he dies quickly because, like in all those twenty like late two thousands horror movies, he's one of the minorities. So of course he dies. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, that's just the reality of it. I, I mean, know. Distress yeah. sigh. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you like the remake or not, uh, it is one of those in the long line of movies that have spawned from Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. And the, the yes. legacy of Friday the 13th cannot be understated. Mm-hmm. It is so. incredibly mm-hmm. influential to a lot of horror films, and it is one of the original horror franchises. Yeah, uh, definitely. It's... I mean, there are so many Friday the 13th fan movies. Yes. Oh, yeah. Of what they think. Like, I remember seeing one. I can't remember his name, but it's like what they think happened between him returning to the camp after watching his mother die to the events of part two. Oh, Interesting. Shit. It's like what he thinks happened. Huh. That's cool. That's an interesting thing. Yeah, I would like to see that yeah. one. Oh, do, do you remember what, do you remember what it's again. called? I, okay, never mind. I, I do not. I'll have to find okay. it again. Um, but yeah, no, that sounds really interesting. Uh, I don't know, Legacy of Jason. Jason, Jason himself is a character, because yeah. Jason is so iconic now. Yes. And I mean, obviously... So many figures. Didn't get and... to be iconic until what 3. What other but... horror leader, like, what other killer from a horror movie has ever been on Arsenio Hall? <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, I don't think Michael Myers was on Arsenio Hall. <laughs> I think he's just as beloved as Freddy. Yeah. I think Freddy maybe takes Jason's spot in the top because... Of the wit. Yeah. Yeah. Because he can because talk. Of the, the spe- Yeah, yeah the, the, the speaky parts. The, <laughs> the talky funny bits. Well, also the fucking scissor hands. Yeah, come on now. I mean, I think that's the takeaway that Fred, I get from Freddy. Freddy scissor hands? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fred, Fred Ward Scissorhands. <laughs> but yeah, I think, but you know, come on, the fact that the, the legacy of that was 
Jason versus Freddy exists. Yeah, yeah but and sure. it wasn't even really that bad. No, Freddy versus Jason no, is so fun. good. Yeah, yeah, it's a really fun movie. It happens exactly like you hoped it would happen. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. nothing. There's no downtime. Freddy's still an asshole. Jason still is a silent motherfucker that wants nothing more than to kill you and shit down your throat. Like there's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing the bad. Machine. <laughs> <laughs> the Literally, the legacy is that Jason J- Jason went to a number of... Jason went to Manhattan. Jason Jason died. Jason came back to life. And that's all thanks to some... That's all thanks to the guy from Return of the Living Dead playing Tommy Jarvis. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Thanks, Tom Matthews, you bastard. <laughs> yeah. You know, J- Jason died. Alice Cooper wrote a song for Jason. He was Al- Alice Cooper. He had Jason in a video. Jason went to space. Yup. Yeah. Final Frontier. Yeah. <laughs> J- Jason, Jason went to hell and is canonically a fucking deadite. Yeah, jeez. There's so much that that has happened because of that one film. Mm-hmm. Because and of this one movie. Freddy yeah. vs. Jason vs. Ash is a comic book. Yeah. And a song by the Hex Dolls. They've already kind of quoted in this song, in this podcast without without y'all knowing but yeah. i'm sure other people do i mean i mean we could talk about for hours and hours the things that that friday the 13th has spawned uh there was a tv show that it wasn't really necessarily based on the movies but it was i think along the lines uh mm-hmm. at least was supposed to be kind of a companion piece mm-hmm. Uh, essentially, uh, I mean the games, the games, mm. like multiple games. I was trying to think the the tropes that that, that spread throughout horror films. Yeah. like you were talking about, like the Joker, mm. and I yeah. mean that's so, a trope to Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, the, but the also character of Ned is there weren't a whole lot of like Joker characters. Uh, like in slasher films up to this, I mean, Black Christmas didn't have like a Joker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Halloween didn't really have a Joker. Uh, the, Friday the Thirteenth was the first one to have like a Joker character in all of these. All of these character tropes are all replicated in like pretty much every other Friday the 13th film. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. and, but other horror movies have also seen that and yeah. taken from it. Yeah. And so it's hard to watch another horror f- movie this, these days and not see some sort of influence of Friday yeah. the 13th yeah. somewhere. Especially. They've also taken the idea of like the killer not being who you think it is. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the dream sequences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, that's yep. true. Definitely so. It's, yeah. I mean, the, the impact can't be understated, as I said before. It's just so many, there's so many fingers of this movie that are just everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Plus, everyone that has played Jason, the, they all do cons now. You know, CJ Graham, yeah. Kane Hodder, Ari Lehman. And they're all fucking lovely. Yeah. You know, they're all lovely and they know, you know, they know that they have their fans to thank. Yeah, it's really cool that, that that people that people know who they are and want to go meet them and stuff. Because I mean, there's only been a couple. There's only been one Freddy that matters. I don't even know who plays Michael Myers. You know what I mean? Trying to think of some it's of the been various people. It hasn't really been very. Yeah. See, like it hasn't been. A, but no one really knows who they are. And no one's really that interested. But Jason, though, that the, whoever's playing him does give a lot to that role. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whoever's playing yeah. him is kind of making Jason their own in different little subtle ways. Yeah. And so the fans react to that, and the fans support them, and and there's a lot of back and forth love there. And I think that that can't mm. be that shouldn't be overlooked either. Is that how Friday the Thirteenth and its fans interact is pretty unique, I think, as a franchise. Oh yeah, I yeah. mean, there's no yeah. It's almost like 
Friday the Thirteenth itself is like a subgenre of horror. Yeah, you know kind of like I mean? Star Trek is kind mm. of its yeah. own fucking whole yeah. fandom. You know, yeah. separate from yeah. everything else. <laughs> it's and and yeah, and we will definitely do a series on the other films, uh, mm. which we I, we already kind of have it planned out a little bit, but we're not sure when we're going to do it. But we definitely will talk about the other films because we definitely want to talk about uh, Jason Goes to Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Goes to Manhattan. Well, yeah, I mean Jason that was X. like the first thing. <laughs> When, when I visited, you know, I, Isaac and Zach, that was the first thing we watched after we ended up <laughs> When we got back to, you know, you guys' house, we watched Jason Takes Manhattan. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's just... And that, that was truly, I think, the, like, I always have very fond memories of that film yeah. because yeah. of just watching it with you guys. It's, uh, I mean, it's so good. Hate well, it or, good hate or not, it is, it's a fun film. <laughs> It's a fun film. I mean, there's not a whole lot of movies where you can watch a dude get his head punched off. Uh, Jason's on a boat. Jason's on a boat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, what of our what are our favorite moments of the first Friday the Thirteenth? All Kevin of Kevin Bacon's death. Yep that that one's That's a good, good one. one. That's a good so one. good. My, mine is really understated because, like I even said, we were watching it. My favorite moment is just that moment when she's in the bathroom, or that the one actress is in the bathroom and she's putting on her raincoat and she looks over and she looks down that hallway and there's that curtain mm. drawn and mm-hmm. and just there's nothing there. And that's a really relatable experience because you know you're in a weird place away from home and you think, did I see something? Yeah. What's, what's going on? What, yeah. What's, well, what's it- that? And then, and then she leaves, and then that curtain's drawn, and that light is swinging. Because isn't that where he just killed somebody? Oh well, I oh that I mean I, I think that was the same place that the the other girl was killed. But yeah. I think it, it, it's implied that he just she just moved, and mm. that's why the light oh, was moving. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the they're like right before she looks over there, that the the fingers creep out of the edge of the curtain. Oh, I didn't even yeah. notice that uh, either. Yeah, oh, they creep out shit. and then they come. They and then they go back in. Yeah. Oh fuck! I didn't even notice yeah. that. Uh-huh. That's that shot is just so creepy, mm-hmm. and it's just like so good. And like it's I said, it's a relatable feeling. When you see the fucking fingers. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to rewatch it just shit. for that. Yeah, it's that, good shit. That's my favorite scene in the film. It's nightmare fuel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, my favorite scene by far because it made me almost literally shit myself when I was a child because I watched this movie for the first time when I was 12 years old. Oh, fuck. Uh, is the ending scene where Jason comes out of the water. Oh, little uh, Jason. Family. Little Jason. When I <laughs> Jason. saw that shit, when I saw that shit when I was 12 years old, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and you don't expect it at all because they are playing that so end of a movie at that moment. Yeah. The music is swelling. The colors are so nice. It's, it's so in the serene. middle of the water. She's yes. awake and alive. It's so happy. Out of boat. You have a final girl now. It makes sense. And then, oh, fuck. I said, what the fuck? <laughs> and then a second later, I said, what the fuck? But even yeah. louder. <laughs> <laughs> what, what the fuck? <laughs> what in the fuck? What in the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, trailer park boys. Uh, so... That yeah, God, it's so good. that that scene and 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 the first time you actually see Pamela on camera, I think, are the yeah. two defining yeah. moments of the film. Also, that that face that she makes right before her stupid oh. head gets chopped off. <laughs> yeah. The close up on her teeth. <laughs> the weird teeth close up. Yeah. 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 Oh man, it's, it's so uh, funny. A lot of good stuff. <laughs> mm. And I think that line does is very. Just her wide-eyed saying, hi, I'm Pamela Voorhees. Like, you get a sense yes. right from that point. That you're like, oh, shit, things are going down now. They so, should have been watching him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. God. 
So Why weird. weren't they watching him? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't around in the 50s, lady. <laughs> lady, I don't, I don't know who the fuck you are. Please stop yeah. saying this. I was, <laughs> not, I was not born. <laughs> uh, so what's our final thoughts on this one? God, I mean, it's like we said, go- for a reason. Yeah, and like we said, there there is no no way in this short amount of time we could say all the Enough. things that need to be said, yeah. or all the things that everyone else hasn't said a million times, you know. But it's it's such a good film, and I felt like we there are takeaways from me watching it again that I didn't have before. And every time you watch it, you're gonna catch something different. Yeah, and it's one of those really it has such staying power as a film. <clears throat> also, it's- thanks to this film, we have Jason. It's fucking Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. It is so it's such a visceral yet compelling film. Uh mm. there is so much to be said about what they did right. Mm. Uh that uh, like I said, we don't have time for. <laughs> mm. Uh we don't want to make a 15-hour episode. Uh <laughs> but it's watch it. Yeah, we didn't like yeah, think about it. We like we we've already talked all this time and there were all really good points, but we didn't go into the role of sex and we didn't go into like really deep analysis of the characters cuz I think that, you know, that's something it's not too deep as a person just watching it. You'll make a lot of those connections yourselves. Yeah. And it's just it's almost the fun of this movie is seeing all those and seeing how this is the genesis of so many other horror tropes and horror movie ideas and just cool deaths and all kinds of other yeah. things. Yeah. So I think the takeaway for sure should be for everyone listening. Please watch this yeah. and watch it again. There's a lot of cool <laughs> deaths in this. I would say that the only movie from like this sort of era that has cooler deaths is My Bloody Valentine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My Bloody Hell Valentine yeah. has some great fucking deaths. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's some really good deaths. That fucking drier death. Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think that, yeah, it, I think, yeah, the price for cooler deaths, I think, does go to My Bloody Valentine. <laughs> and cooler setting. I love the coal miner setting. Yeah, you know what I mean? Cool. But at the same time, this... I still like a lot. Friday the 13th kind of set up the cooler death thing being more mainstream because Halloween may have had some cool deaths, but otherwise it was pretty stabby stabby. Yeah, other than like the part where like she like falls upside down and just hangs there and Jamie Lee Curtis screams, like I don't remember too many other really, really cool ones in Halloween. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the the Friday the 13th deaths were a lot more over the top. Mm -hmm. Like, like. Yo, what? <laughs> who, who doesn't want to be over the top? She, she just got hit in the face with a what? Knock, yeah. knock it, yo, boy, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's great. Well, I think that's all that we have for this week. Uh, this was a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really, this is a movie that I've wanted to talk about in detail for about. A million years. Uh, so I'm glad that I finally was able to do it and able to do it with you two because y'all have really great insight on things well, and we're, we have great conversations and I love doing this show. Yes, yeah, so uh, we, <laughs> we love patting ourselves on the back here. I'm going to say it. Do, do, you know, recalling this every week is like the highlight of the week. You know, it's definitely yeah. always ready to do it, always excited. Yeah, for everyone that yeah, what Chrissy said is 100% correct. For any of our listeners that are interested, yeah, we look forward to this all week. It's just us sitting down and talking about any horror film for at length. And yeah, we love to ramble on about we horror. We never get tired of this shit. <laughs> never. <laughs> never ever get tired of this shit. And we love you. 
Yep. Thank you for listening. Thank you yes, so much for thank listening. Thank you for listening through us making stupid yeah. jokes. <laughs> and please, uh, if you have the wherewithal to, we would love for you to follow us on our social media yes. garbage. I don't even remember all of it. <laughs> I always rely on Zach to remember because well, I'm we, bad at we it. We have quite a bit now. <laughs> we, we have everything. <laughs> Okay, so you can find us on Facebook at uh, Podcast of the Dead. We have a Facebook page. Uh, we're on Twitter at PC of the Dead. We're on Instagram at PC of the Dead. <laughs> uh, you can find us on uh, Patreon. We have a Patreon where you can contribute and we can make better stuff so Chrissy doesn't sound like they're coming from inside the void. <laughs> uh, if you want to stop hearing uh, Chrissy from the void, then uh, contribute to our Patreon and we'll get a better mic. <laughs> and it'll sound better. Uh, but our Patreon is patreon.com slash PC of the dead. And I did double check it this time. <laughs> uh, but that's uh, pretty much all the uh, the uh, social media we have, I think. Uh, yeah. That's all the, the good shit. Uh, and we love you. Yes, thank you so much, yes. everyone. And that, that just comes from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> oh, and don't forget our email. Because we do have an email for people to email us. Oh, yeah, if you want to email, email us. us. Yeah, if you want to email us shit. Yeah, tell, you know, tell, us, tell us some bullshit to watch. I need more movies to watch. Yeah. I have millions of them. I haven't yet, but us, I need more. Tell us that shit. <laughs> Email podcastofthedead at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you.